Amen. Thank you so much. I'm sure there are a lot more testimonies. And, uh, you know, that song, uh, don't, 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 don't leave yet. And now, let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us and now let the weak say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us and now I will say, I will say that I am strong. I will say that I am rich because of what the Lord has done for me. One more time. And now I will say that I am strong I will say that I am rich Because of what the Lord has done For me I'll give thanks All that thankfulness just rise within our hearts Let it just rise within us. And folks, for those who may have wanted to share, there wasn't sufficient time today. We've got, we've got lunch today as part of a Thanksgiving. So we'd love for you to stay back. So I'm, I'm not going to take a very long time to uh, share this word this morning. Uh, if, if you could remain on the keys, that would be absolutely wonderful. But if you're too, if, if it's too much or you're too tired, that's understandable too. Hallelujah. Um, just feels so good to have. Just said in the background as we, as I begin to share this and, 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 and for us to connect, just to really connect with the Lord, you know, just to further connect with whatever that He's doing and imparting to us. So even as you just close your eyes, what is He releasing to you? You know, if you, if there was just, if, if you had to turn to someone right now, not that I'm going to ask you to, <laughs> but if you had to turn to someone, what is it that you're going to be saying to that person about the goodness of God and about being thankful? Just let that just flood. Flood your hearts. For those of you who are joining us online, let it just flood, let it just flood your heart this morning. There's something powerful that happens inside of each and every one of us when gratefulness and thankfulness 
becomes the sole aspect. You know what? What if you grow in gifts and not in thankfulness? What would that do to you? You know, so if you just accumulate gifts, if you just get gifts after gifts after gifts, right? You get gifts. And not in thankfulness. What would that do to you? At the end of the day, what happens? You'll have all of these gifts, right? But then, what do you do with them? What do you do with all of these gifts that you have? You know, when, when, when God, when, when you begin to, you know, when over, I'm, I've, I just turned 62, right? So over the years, over 62 years, you know, you get gifts on your birthdays, you get gifts, you know, for your anniversaries and things like that. And you buy yourself gifts, right? And you accumulate and you accumulate. And as God begins to release gifts to you. But after you have all these gifts, have you realized that when you're not thankful for certain things, that it just becomes one of those things that you just acquire? It just becomes something that you just have. So many of us have a lot of stuff. But whether we are really thankful for it is another thing. And accumulation, at times you may not know what to do with it. So I decided to Google, I decided to Google this. What does it mean to hoard? Now, I'm not speaking to anyone here in particular. If, if you're one that hoards, you know, husbands don't kind of, you know, elbow your wives or wives don't elbow your husbands or, you know, that, that sort of a thing. I don't think we have any hoarders here, right? Amen? Amen. Amen. Any hoarders here? No, right? Hallelujah. You can check it out on mind.org. So that's why I googled and got this. So there are a few things it says. One is difficult feelings. Why do people hoard? It's because if they're, they're, they're experiencing difficult feelings like what? Hoarding can, can be related to difficult experiences and painful feelings. You may find these hard to express face or resolve. Now, this is not, this is not from, from the Bible, okay? This is not, I'm, I'm not sharing something that's scriptural. Just, just this is just out there in, uh, in Google land, right? Some people say hoarding helps them cope with other mental health problems or distracts them from feeling very anxious, upset or afraid. Then the second reason is, there are I think six, one, two, three, four, five, five reasons here. Second is perfectionism and worrying. If you hoard things, you might feel very worried about making mistakes. Also known as perfectionism. You might also find it hard to make decisions, plan ahead or work out what to do, the what to do tasks. Why? Because these could be possible reasons why some of us are more vulnerable to, ho to hoarding. For example, you might struggle to sort or group your things into different types or to decide what to keep or throw away. So the idea of this might seem so difficult or upsetting that it feels easier not to try, so I'll just keep it. You know, do you find yourself, oh, I got to, oh, what do I throw? This man will just keep it. And then one month or two months or three months, you try to sort it out. I don't have much time. I've got, I've got, we'll just keep it. We'll just keep it. And then the time comes to move house. 
Oh dear. <laughs> right? Oh, you're boiling something on the stove and it catches fire. Right? You don't get the testimony that Giovanna gets. Right? Where the Lord protects, but that's it. All, all's gone. So what do you do then? Right, childhood, the third experience, the third reason is childhood experiences. Some researchers believe that hoarding can relate to childhood experience of losing things, not owning things, or people not caring for you. Like you may grow up in a large family and you got to share your stuff. So what do you do? You keep it. I'm not going to share this with someone else. No, this is mine. So you grow up thinking, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. This is mine. And the last thing is trauma and loss, you might be able to link to the start of your hoarding to a traumatic period in your life. This could include being abused, bullied or harassed, including experiencing racism, breaking up with someone you love, experiencing physical health problems, losing someone close to you, feeling extremely lonely or isolated, experience long periods of stress, feeling stressed a lot. So hoarding can be related to that too. And lastly, family history or habits. We have family members who share this behavior and you may live with someone who hoards and may find it difficult to make the change as you may disagree with what to keep and what to lose. Right? So husband and wife planning to clear things. No, 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 no. Keep that. No, that's, that. no, I want that. Yeah, are you sure? You don't even use it. No, no, I will use it next week. Just keep it. <laughs> right? Just keep it. It has sentimental value. I can see husbands and wives now kind of laughing at one another. I'm not looking at my wife, so I'm all good. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> has set me free. Jesus has set me free. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear You know what I, I didn't know I, I honestly didn't know And, 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 and I apologize if, if I've in any way Made light of this The context of hoarding, I, hoarding. Honest I mean with all sincerity I, I, I apologize And it's not me making light of this at all I honestly didn't know until yesterday That it is a psychological aspect I didn't know that. And it's a condition. I thought it's just, it's just a normal thing, but it is a condition. So, so don't be ashamed. Don't, don't live under guilt. If that's who you are, don't. But let me give you an antidote today. Let me give you a reason as to how you can break this. How we can break this thing in our, in, in our lives. And it is a power of, of gratefulness. Happy people are not are not ones who have everything but are ones who make the most of everything that they have that's what happy people are let me repeat that happy people are not the ones who have everything but who make the most of everything that they have everything that they have right and you know being thankful requires actually a, a really a, a proper comprehension of the reason why we should be thankful, right? Why, why are we thankful? You know, you know, I keep telling my kids, you know, just 
be thankful be thankful you know be thankful to mom and dad that we are still working you know we are still putting food on the table we are paying for this we are doing this we ferry you around here and there and everywhere you know you got to be thankful i think sometimes thankfulness you know when we look at the context of god when we say give thanks to the lord give thanks to the lord give thanks to the lord okay why why do you give thanks to the lord what's the reason what's the reason we need to give thanks to the lord because that is that is foundational that is fundamental that is important that we must find a reason to be thankful because otherwise it just becomes a superficial experience and something that is maybe the right thing to do it's beyond the right thing to do it's more than the right thing to do it's the only thing that we should be doing if at all there's anything else that we shouldn't do thankfulness is not one of those things thankfulness shouldn't be one of those things right thankfulness it 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 cannot occur in a vacuum of ignorance thankfulness cannot occur in a vacuum of ignorance thankfulness is a way of life you look in scripture it is a way of life you know why a combination of the word is found 169 times in 162 verses in the bible 169 a combination of that in 162 verses paul uses the concept over 40 times so that alone is in the new testament only in his letters in his 14 letters that he's written paul uses that 40 times right and seven of that 40 is in the book of colossians seven of that So read through the book of Colossians. So the concept of thankfulness in the New Testament comes from the use of two Greek words here. One is uh, charizomai. Charizomai which comes from the word charis that we know is grace. Right? Charis which is grace. The second is homologio which means to confess, acknowledge, to confess and to acknowledge. So these are the words, right? One is grace and the other is to confess and to acknowledge so when we say give thanks to the lord we need to confess we need to acknowledge when we say testify come and testify that is an acknowledgement that is a confession of what he has done in your lives hallelujah amen what he's done in 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 our in in our lives you know we have a this is a this is an interesting culture we have at our at our workplace and uh Karen remind me If we did this when you were working many many moons ago with us every birthday did we or we did it even then huh? so this is a long standing culture in our church thank god praise god and we still do it so every tuesdays at our, at devotion if someone celebrates a birthday right we we give thanks we tell you know we 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 lift the person up and 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 we begin to speak prophetically or give a prophetic word give a verse or we begin to share the many things that that are good about that person i wish we could do that every week unfortunately we only do it once a year without staff right but so i got an email i got an email from melinda and she she sent me an email and i think to all the staff and said hi larry uh this week is pastor larry sebastian's birthday right and uh we want to take some time next week on tuesday to 
celebrate and to, you know, uh, to, so, so please pray about what you're going to share. Come with an encouraging word, you know, maybe a verse or something like that. So she's sending it to me about my birthday to come. So I, so I was reading it to my wife and I was just laughing. I was just cracking up. And so I replied to her, right? I, 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 I replied to her and, uh, and I said, um, Melinda, Thank you so much for reminding me about my birthday. I will pray about what to encourage me. I will find a verse that befits me too. So I immediately replied her with this verse. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles. So that was <laughs> so, and I think, wow, that's praise God. It's in the Bible. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, I was so grateful for her to get that. And I'm so thankful that I lost my hair. That I found in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3a. Go and check it for yourself. Right? So it's there. It's <laughs> And so the next day, I walk into work. She looks at me, too funny. <laughs> oh gosh, that was. I, I I said this. I said unfortunately, I'm going to share that this Sunday. <laughs> so, let me give you three broad uh, three broad reasons that we should be thankful. And and I'll I'll, I'll once I'm done with this, uh, we'll close our time and. If, if we can, we'll try and sing the song, Count Your Blessings. But three broad reasons. The first is, it honours God. That when we are thankful, we recognise that God actually exists. Right? And we are acting on, and hear this, we are acting on the reality of His life. Not our life but on His life as the very source and means of ours. So when, when we thank, when we are thankful to God, we're acting on the basis, on the reality that His life, He is a life. It is according to His, to his riches in glory. Not to my riches, but to His riches in glory. So when anything happens, like what has happened just in recent times, as of yesterday, and of the news that we get. And some of us may be frustrated, we may be annoyed, we may be concerned and worried. But give thanks. Because God is sovereign as we heard earlier. Because God is in control at the end of the day. When we cease to give thanks, we then pull this aspect into the, into the sphere of man and of humanity. And into the into the, into the possible realm. But God exists in the impossible realm. And that's where we need to consistently bring ourselves to and elevate ourselves into that, into that sphere, right? So true thankfulness recognizes our total dependence on God and stems from really realizing that, that, that everything, whatever that is going on in our lives, that whatever that we have, it is, it is a product 
of God's sovereign control, right? Now, there is a difference between control and choice, right? We believe that God is in control because of that. We all, but and also because of that, we also blame Him for everything. Because, but you're in control, and we blame Him for what happens. But many times, what happens is the product of our own choices. What happens? What we do? How we vote? How we, how, how we, how we manage our budgets? Whom we marry? What work do we do? How many hours do we work for? They are all choices. So when we work so much, and when we are overworked, and it begins to have an impact on our health, it's our choice that we've made. We cannot blame God. When we keep making wrong decisions and we say, oh, something is, you know, I think, I, I, something's wrong. I, I just don't seem to be in control of it. It's our choice. That thing doesn't control you. It is now because you and I have allowed it to control us over time. But it can still be remedied. It can still be fixed. Right? That control doesn't need to still be present in our lives. We can bring it to the Lord. We can con continue to persist and allow God to take control of it as we slowly give. Because sometimes it is painful, it is difficult, and sometimes, not sometimes, so often we don't know how to. Amen? But God in His kindness and in His mercy and in His grace, and you heard the testimonies. You heard, you, you heard Kathy? Is that your name, Kathy? Kathy's testimony of just the goodness of God. As she, as she began to surrender that, right? So here, now the outcome of, yeah, I wrote this, the outcome of playing with fire, for instance, it's a choice. We get burnt. When we exaggerate, when we lie, it's, it's our choice, right? So what happens often is a product of the consequence of choice, wisdom, purpose, grace, and activity. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says this, For all things are for your sake. don't know whether we can bring that up, but if we can, that would be wonderful. 2 Corinthians 4.15, For all these things are for your sake, so that the grace that is including more and more people may cause thanksgiving to increase to the glory of God. To the glory of God. You know, the, just two days ago, suddenly this thought just came to mind. It is for His glory. What does that mean? It is for His glory. That anything we do, it is for His glory. If I spend too much beyond my limit, can that be for His glory? If I have an offense with someone, can that be for His glory? If I criticize someone, can that be for His glory? If I'm sharing with you about someone and then you say, oh yeah, but you know, this and that and... Can that be for His glory? Can our conversations like that be for His glory? It can't. So it really hit home to me. What does this mean for His glory? That every minute of the day when I'm doing stuff, I must make sure that I realize, is this for His glory? The way I work in, in, in any environment that I'm in, if I begin to cheat, if I begin to, 
you know, misuse the freedom that I have, that my bosses have in me. Can that be for His glory? No one sees, but can that be for His glory? Right? If you're with your friends and if there are things that you begin to speak and share and say, you know, particular vulgarity or particular lewd things and you see that and you show, you know, they show you and you show them and you laugh about it and, and when they share that with you and you laugh about it, can that be for His glory? It cannot. Number two, it is commanded in Scripture. The Psalms are filled with the call to give thanks. Right? Now the example of Psalm 100 verse 4, it says, which says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. Maybe I should give you a break. You okay? Okay. Okay, stop playing for a minute now. Because I will not know how to sing this if you play that. I will enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter His courts with praise. I will Come on. This is a foot stomping song. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that... What did it just do to your spirit when you sang that? It's uplifting. Amen. Hallelujah. So, you, you see, there is something really, really powerful. 1, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Rejoice always, not sometimes. Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Meaning in, in my faith, man, I'm so, I am so extremely joyous and joyful and so glad that I am a believer. That I've been saved in my faith. Because what does that do? It takes us back to number one. It makes us realize that we have that, that, uh, that, I, I, I want to get that, I want to get that phrase that our reality is His life. That when we begin to thank, when we are thankful and when we begin to, when, when we begin to examine our faith and thank God for our faith, we're really acknowledging the fact that, man, I am in Him. Everything that I have or everything that I am, I am in Him. So if I am in Him, then do I really, really need to be worried? Does worry need to consume me? Even if the things around me don't seem to line up with how I see things. So rejoice always and delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer in every situation, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the circumstances. Be thankful and continually, this is the amplified version, give thanks to God. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Now in Colossians, twice, he twice gives this command to be thankful. In chapter 3, verse 15 and 17. Let the peace of Christ be in control in your heart. For you were in fact called as one body to this peace. And it says, and be thankful. So in that position of peace, in that place, state of peace, 
be thankful. When you stop being thankful, that's when worry and anxiety begins to step in. So for instance, now you've got a peace about something, right? And then you encounter someone that says something and it troubles you. It troubles you. What does it do? It rocks your peace. You suddenly, the waters that are calm become choppy. And then you, 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 you oh, did I do the right? Did, sh- should I have? Should I? I told you, isn't it? So your wife will tell you, I told you don't buy that, right? But you had a peace. And earlier you had a peace. Why, why, why did you just buy? I told you don't take the right turn. You should have taken the left turn. You should have this, you should have that. Suddenly there isn't the peace and then you're worried and what happens? You become anxious. But at that point in time, when you can pull back, of course, take responsibility for the wrong decision that you've made. That would be, that would be good for starters. But beyond that, you need to say, Lord, I want to thank you, Lord. You're a God that restores. Lord, I want to thank you, God, that you're a God that can turn things around for me. Lord, I want to thank you that this is not over yet, Lord. I want to thank you because you hold it in your hands, Lord. I want to thank you that you can do greater things than, than, than what I can even imagine or think, for, think of according to the power that is at work within me. So there is this power of thankfulness. There is this power within me that says, oh man, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. But I'm going to press in. Amen. And so he does that. And, and, in, and in verse 17 it says, And whatever you do, do in word or deed, do it, in, do it all in the name of Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So why? Kids, youth, and those of you who are feeling like as if you're a youth or a, or a child. Why do you think we give thanks? Why, I'm sorry. Why do you think we tell you parents? Why do we tell us? Let's give, let's pray before we eat. Let's give thanks. So at home we do that, right? Then when we go out to the, to the food court, there are so many people there. So you, thank you Jesus for this food. Bless this food in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Right? We probably are a little, maybe a little embarrassed to bow our heads and to say, Lord, I really want to thank you. Today you have provided for me. To make it intentional because the word of the Lord says here, to give thanks to God all of the time. Do it in the name of Jesus for everything, whatever you do, right? The third aspect and the final aspect is this, that thanklessness, the opposite of thankfulness, thanklessness is dangerous. It is dangerous to self and to others. It dishonors God and leads to what? Leads to pride or dependency on self rather than God. So Romans 1.21, it says this, For although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God or give Him thanks, but they did become futile in their thoughts and their senseless hearts were darkened. In addition, thanklessness leads to bitterness. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God. That no one be like a bitter root springing up and causing trouble and through it may become defiled. 
So it leads to bitterness. It leads to complaining or criticizing. And it leads to a joyless life. So you struggle to really, when you struggle to really, or when we struggle to really celebrate someone else's achievement, that's another aspect. It reeks with competitiveness. Since thankfulness is a response to the grace of God. Its opposite, which is bitterness, has a pair of twins. And it is complaining and grumbling. So together with bitterness comes complaining and grumbling. They are the product of an unthankful heart that, that fails to properly respond to God in faith, to His person, to His infinite wisdom, to His grace, to His purpose. So thank, thanklessness promotes, you know, the sense of pettiness, and focuses on self, people and problems. Then in turn, it creates depression and feelings of hopelessness because we become focused on our own problems rather than on the Lord. But thanks be to God who always, in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, sorry, 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says this, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and who makes known through us the fragrance that consists of the knowledge of Him in every place. And in verse 14 it says this, But thanks be to God, this is a different version, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. But thanks be to God. So how can we thank God who consistently just leading us into triumph, into victory upon victory upon victory? You know, this verse, it, it demonstrates that a, that, that a thankful and God-focused person counts on God and His triumph and will manifest that sweet fragrance of a life that is filled with the knowledge of Christ rather than the spirit of bitterness or complaining. So what does thankfulness then become? It becomes a spiritual barometer. Amen. A spiritual barometer. What's a, what's a barometer, folks? Sorry? The, the barometer sets, right? A thermometer reads the temperature. The barometer begins to set what the temperature, temperature should be. So thankfulness is that, barom, is, that, is that barometer. Hallelujah. Thankfulness is that barometer. Let me just... Let me end with this. The, the verse to that song that I said earlier. You know, it's, it's so good that this week, if you look through your Facebook and everything else, you find so many are giving thanks and so many are, uh, are, are wishing one another happy, thanks, happy Thanksgiving. And so we are we're thankful. We continue to be thankful to the Lord. You know, take some, take some time. What is it that, that, that you feel at this point in time that, that probably is robbing you of that peace, probably that is robbing you of that joy? 
You know, what are, what are some of these aspects? And I love the way the hymn writer writes this, right? When upon life's billows, you are tempest-tossed. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. When, when upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you discourage, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one. It will surprise you what the Lord has done. One more time. When your life's when upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. So this week, folks, write it down in your journal, write it down in a, in a notebook, and, and begin to just count the many blessings. And, and begin to name them one by one and see what happens in your spirit. See what happens. See what it does to your spirit, what it does to, to, your, to your faith, to your ability to trust Him beyond this. And the season that we're entering, him, we're entering in requires, let me tell you this, folks, it requires a bulk load of faith. Maybe a cruiser load of faith. Or a shipload of faith. Because the things that are before us ain't going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy. But we serve a sovereign God. Amen. We serve a God who has everything in control. But our choices depend. Make, you know, our, our, our choices determine many things too. So as we begin to, as I summarize, as I bring this to a close, as... You know, another thing that I'd love for you to do is go back and go and read Deuteronomy 8. Just Deuteronomy chapter 8. Just read that and, and, and let it sink into your spirit and see how the Lord continues to provide and provide and provide for us. You know, we've got volunteers in this church and we are, you know, some obviously are not here, some are here. And if you volunteer in some capacity, in any capacity, whether as an usher in the music, and maybe you have been in music and you kind of, you, you've, you've taken a break for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, but, but this year you've been involved, you've been in media, been a connect group leader, any of that, if I can just invite you to stand, if you've been one of our mentors that mentor the Hasa kids as well, please, can I invite you to stand? Praise God. And, and if you just simply want to get a gift, you can also just stand. <laughs> amen, amen. Um, so if you've, if you've volunteered in some capacity, volunteered to cook some sausages, you know, come on, stand. Hallelujah. Praise God.
Elders, can you come forward, please? Brian and Ian. Where's Stephen? Stephen. Giovanna, come on. Okay, they're going to stand here and, and, and we'd, we'd love, actually, we'd love for you to take a gift and go and give it to anyone that's standing. Agok, you should be standing too. You, you volunteer in some way, right? Anyone else, if you volunteer, have volunteered in some capacity, please. <laughs> Don't worry, we've got first aid over here. Praise God. No, we'll pray for your healing too. <laughs> Krista, this, any of the gifts can go to anyone, right? Okay. You might find some hair products in there too. Praise God. Hallelujah. So each one, please. Bless each one with a gift. huh? So it's our way of saying thank you so much for all of what you do. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Everyone's got that gift. Hallelujah. And lastly, now, do we have a spare? Okay, great. Can we, can, can we give it to the, the couple that's just visiting us today? Hallelujah. Bless you. This is... Yes. So that's a way we... Uh, Harold, Harold and... Oh, sorry, Howard. Howard and Christine. That's right. So that's that's one of the ways we recruit volunteers. So praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> no, we, we just want to bless you. Anyone else visiting us today for the first time? Oh, one more. Come on. Pass our brother over there, Kathy, and someone else. Amen. That's good. Oh. Folks, as we conclude, can I invite you to stand with me, please? Anguk, can I invite you to take this and just pass it through to others as well? Tenda, if you can take that. We've just got our communion emblems here. And if there's something that we can seal thankfulness in, is we can seal it in communion. Amen.
we can seal it in the context of appreciating, thanking, thanking the Lord. Thanks, Anne. Thanking the Lord for His body and for His blood. So as you take, and take the emblems, the cup and the bread, I want you to have the freedom to partake of this anytime you, you sense, and, and hear me as I say this, anytime you begin to sense a release in your spirit in the context of your thankfulness to the Lord. Allow the Lord to bring not only healing to you as you partake of this, as you partake of the communion, but let Him remind you of the finished work of the cross and what all of that entails to you. Remember, it's His life that we are partaking of His life. So when we partake of His life, we not only partake of His resources, we acknowledge His life. And this acknowledgement is a powerful acknowledgement because let's face it, we don't acknowledge this. We don't acknowledge our dependency on the Lord every minute of the day. It just doesn't happen. Right? Not because we don't want to, but you know, our consciousness isn't there yet. So when you have a moment like this, take advantage of this. As if it's the only moment that you will get. So if it is the only moment that you will get to really cherish the cross, the blood, the body, and what He did for you, and the outcome that He's obtained for you and I, which is freedom from sin, which is healing all sorts of diseases, emotional, physical, an infusion of strength as you begin to partake of this. This is not, when I say a morbid time, it is not, but it is an extremely serious time right now as you transact with the Lord. Maybe there's someone here who you may have been far from the Lord. Or maybe you are at a place where you feel a sense of hopelessness. Maybe it's hard for you to even give thanks. But just starting to say, Jesus, I cannot feel thankful. I can't feel grateful. Everything in me doesn't seem to want to align itself to that. But I'm going to speak thank you right now. I'm going to say thank you, Jesus. I'm going to say thank you for the cross. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your body. Thank you. Thank you. The team's going to start singing the song. But I want us to just keep transacting, just for a moment. Let thankfulness begin to grab your heart as something 
that 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 hasn't as yet in all of its in in all of its entirety let the full scope of thankfulness i was a wretch i remember who i was i was lost i was blind i was running out of time and sin separated the preach was far too wide from the far side of the chasm you had me in your sight so you made a way across the great divide left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside and there at the cross you paid the debt i owe broke my chains freed my soul for the first time i had hope thank you jesus for the blood applied thank you jesus it has washed me white Father, through the 
me from the darkness into glorious light. Thank you, Lord. Amen, Jesus. Father, we want to thank you. Thank you. Just thank you this morning. Just thank you, church. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We say thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, there's so much to thank you for. As the song says, count your many blessings, name them one by one, Lord. Lord, we want to thank you that just for your goodness, Lord, Father, Amen. we just want to thank you that, that, Lord, that you are, you are the one in, in control of all things. And so, Lord, even right now, we just want to give you thanks and praise for this, Lord, that indeed we don't need to be, we don't need to be worried. We don't need to be anxious over anything, Lord, Father. Whatever situation that we may find ourselves in today, Lord, we want to come before you and we want to take this to heart, Lord, where your word says, in everything give thanks, in everything give thanks, in everything give thanks. And so, Lord, as we go through whatever situation that we may find ourselves in, as we are in that, we want to give you thanks because it helps us see and keep things in perspective, Lord. Lord, I pray for a grace to be released on anyone here that may be finding it really difficult, that may be going through a time that may be, be exceptionally hard. Father, we pray that your, not only that your grace will be upon them, but Lord, we pray for an intervention even right now on their behalf in the name of Jesus, whether it's healing, whether it's provision, Lord, whether, or whether it's just a, a, a just deep sense of peace, a confirmation that is needed. Again, I, I'm, I'm sensing this for someone here. You're praying that the Lord confirms, that the Lord confirms something to you. I'm only putting it as something, but you know what it is. And I feel to say this, that this week is going to unveil that to you. This week is going to unveil that to you. Don't let discouragement fill your heart. But just be thankful. Be thankful for His revelation. Be thankful for what He's going to unveil to you. Just be thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, If you need prayer, please come forward. Lord has washed me white. Thank you, But do join us. You have saved Do join us for lunch. We've got a lot of food, so please do stay.